0: name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Christ is risen. Indeed, is risen. That was not very good. Christ is risen. Indeed, is risen. <clears throat> we, today we celebrate the myrrh-bearing women and St. Joseph Arimathea. That's Bishop Joseph's patron saint, by the way. I called him yesterday because I knew I wouldn't remember today to wish him a happy Names Day. And uh, I told him we had our open house yesterday, and he said, I want you to let everybody know I'm very proud of what you have done. So That's a good thing to hear from a bishop. I've heard other things. That's one of the good ones. (laughs) No, he is a very, very uh, beloved by us and uh, very excited about uh, what our community has been able to accomplish by the grace of God. Um, So I've thought of a couple ways to start this homily. One is this quote from St. Gregory Palamas uh, in regard to this text. Resurrection of the Lord is the renewal of human nature, a return to immortality. And we make these... uh, say these things all through liturgy. Let us commend ourselves and each other and all our life unto Christ our God. In a bit I'm convicted, so it's hard for me to give a homily when you're convicted about this. Being a Christian is a radical commitment. It's, It's radical. Christ is everything. And nothing gets in the way. Nothing. If something gets in the way, you've got to deal with it. Christianity is a radical commitment to Christ with nothing that rises above that. Nothing. As Father Richard would say, zero minus. Nothing. This is such a hard thing for us in an affluent society. We have so much stuff. So many things we can do. So many things that can occupy our time. Nothing should ever get in the way of our commitment to Christ. Nothing. So we have an example today of these beautiful women and St. Joseph of Arimathea who in life, like we face, faced issues. They had to face issues to do what they were going to do. But they did have a radical commitment to Christ. And that radical commitment to Christ helped them overcome the issues that were before them. So Joseph of Arimathea A Jewish leader, his going to ask for the body of Christ brought him to the struggle over, will I be slandered for this? Among uh, among my Jewish brethren, will I be slandered for this? Will slander be my consequence? He's a wealthy man. What about my money? I may lose everything. I may have nothing left. For this simple act, all I want to do is give him a good place to be buried in my own tomb, hewn out of a rock for me. It doesn't belong to me anymore. It belongs to my Lord. But my money, what about my money? What about my reputation? I stand tall in the Jewish community. I'm respected. I might lose all respect. That all might be gone. They could take my life. They took the life of my Lord. Why not mine? If I go to bury him, The authorities may take my life. You see all the things that he had to step through just to go ask Pilate to take his body and bury it in his tomb. He had to step through these things to be a devoted follower of Christ. And then we come to these beautiful ladies the holy mer-bearers who the church says the first mer-bearer is the mother of god herself the one that she who christ appeared to first was the mother of god you know the accounts kind of weave in and out a lot of who was there and the church is very strongly opinionated that the mother of god was the primary mer-bearer. And along with that, Mary Magdalene, who was with the mother of God at the foot of the cross, who was devoted to Christ. We also have Mary and Martha the, of Bethany, the uh, sisters of Lazarus. Of course, they would be there. <laughs> the miracle of their brother being raised from the dead. How could we neglect our Lord at this time? Joanna, the mother of Chuza. Chuza was a uh, public servant. Joanna also had the honor of finding and caring for the head of John the Baptist. If you know that about her. But. Salome, the wife of Zebedee, whose two sons were. Thunderous, James and John. Mary, the wife of Cleopas, whose sons were Matthew and James of Alphaeus, two disciples. And finally, Susanna, who we read in the book of the Gospel of Luke in chapter 8, was a follower of Christ all along the way. The holy merbearer. What did they need to overcome? Fear? Of course. They had to take great courage to go do this. Not only did they understand that this was a fearful thing to do, but there were men guarding, there were soldiers guarding the tomb. They had to overcome their fear. They had to overcome the temptation of abandonment, which the disciples already bought into. (laughs) They were all hiding somewhere. They had to fight that temptation and just abandon this. Our Lord died. We need to just go away and hide. The Jews are after us next. They needed to find devotion. Did they need to overcome a lack of faith? Of course they did. But overcoming it, they went to the tomb, understanding that there was a rock sealing the tomb, and they just understood that somehow that rock would be moved. So we see these great examples for us of issues in life that needed to be overcome to be devoted to Christ. So for us today, what are those things? We have to consider being devoted to Christ, having no other, uh, no other desire beyond or above Him. We have to negotiate this issue of a worldly reputation. You know, who I am most concerned about in this are the teens because at school as you well know this is a anti-christian society at this point many of the things we stand for theologically and morally are seen as bad things evil things and to stand up as Christian people in this society you may lose your reputation, your good reputation. You may be seen as a bigot, as an evildoer, as somebody that holds uh, an evil position, when in fact what you're standing for is righteousness, holiness, truth. So you have you need to make commitments to this thing. And that's one of the goals of our youth program is to really encourage you all to stand firm in your faith. And if you have to lose your reputation, lose it. Lose it. Lose it. Joseph Arimathea wasn't the myrrh bearers you know, they may have lost their reputations then, but look now. They get a whole Sunday. You can get a whole Sunday. See how beautiful this is? It's not the now. It's, the, it's the what comes after this. They, didn't, they weren't devoted to Christ simply because of those moments. They were devoted to Christ because they knew what was to come in their life. And for us adults, a worldly reputation, you know, it's not what we do as adults, it's who we are. Get that. It's not what we do, it's who we are. We're Christian people. We stand for what is truth, and we speak that truth in love. That's what we stand for, and that's what our reputation needs to to hold up to who we are as Christian people. Our wealth, our money, especially in our uh, society today, very affluent. We have many, many things, as I said before. I want to tell you a story uh, about Deacon Howard George, my beloved friend and good deacon. Years ago, when he first came to Goleta... (laughs) all those children in a car and they stub, we stuffed them into a little duplex lived with another family below us uh, and, uh, De- and Deacon Howard went to Father Richard and says what do I need to do for my livelihood and he said this to him he said you need to go out and make money because we need to build the church that's what he was about. He didn't make a penny for himself. He made it to build the church and to help other people. As you well know, I mean, probably many of us have been helped by him in some way. Wealth. What's it for? To benefit others. To glorify God. Benefit others. Glorify God. He spent his life doing that. In that obedience to that word he was given, we need to take an example of that. What is, what is the money? What is this stuff? You know, we need to, in a sense, cultivate, especially in this society, an attitude of poverty. That We don't hold on to anything. We don't grip anything like this. We grip it like this. Because one day it could be gone. Like Job, the Lord gives. The Lord takes away. And then what did he say? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Live there. Bless the name of the Lord. Be a radical Christian with stuff. You don't need to hold on to anything. No possessions belong to us. They're all gifts from God anyway. So what else do we need to overcome I think one of the other things that's very difficult for us, we grow up with this attitude, Uh, many of us, including myself, uh, we grow up with selfishness. It's all about me, my way, my opinion. You know, it's so hard to live that way. (laughs) You're just banging against everything you're struggling to have your opinion the winner you're always fighting for something and it just takes so much effort i'm tired of that let's you you have your you can have your way you know where where you learn that the best in marriage your way is the better. It's the better way for two reasons. One, because it normally is the better way, and the other is that you don't. You're not fighting for something. Fighting, growling. It's easy to just give it up. Easy to do that. So we can live in peace and, and a lightness of the spirit. A lightness of spirit. We always fight so hard for our opinion or our way. Just be very careful there. So today, let us be devoted to Christ. As we saw Joseph Arimathea and the Holy Merbears. Let us be called children of God to where nothing sits between us and Christ. Let us be filled with the love of God in love for other people let us live in peace and joy in the holy spirit in the name of the father son and holy spirit amen christ is risen